ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about RHA, diving into how HA works and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at, whether you have HA We've got a few recovery periods, we have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Oh, and then I got a message. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, everyone. How are you? Oh, so good. I have some client wins this, uh, this, this week. So I'm super pumped. <laughs> good. Also same shout out to Sarah who, um, 
waited patiently. And the reason I actually want to bring her up, I'm just going to go straight into this. Okay, let's dive in because I'm pumped. I'm pretty pumped about my client too. <laughs> Let me just bring my mic. My microphone is so far away from me. Oh, I got mine on too. Hold on. I'm... <laughs> That's what happens when you shotgun the start. I know. I'm sorry. And also everyone, um, I have a plumber literally on the other side of the wall right now. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Officially okay. ready. Okay. Let's like start again. Hey everyone. Welcome back to, can you hear that? What? You can't hear that sound? Okay. No. That's good. That's good. <laughs> this is very distracting. All right. <laughs> There's a plumber literally going like, okay we're gonna kick off we're gonna kick off today we've got it's an episode with me and ashley we've got some q a um like a ton like that stuff is coming in fast and hot um but i also have a psa we're gonna kick off with um inspired by you know a number of client wins actually yes over time so here's the theme of the quarter for me Ooh. yes um it's the timeline it's the pet it's the amount of time it takes to implement the changes check right you've done it and now to wait for them to work and so mm. there's actually nothing more uncomfortable nothing more uncomfortable sometimes right than getting on a call with a client that you just met with like two weeks ago and it's like keep everything the same right <laughs> yes <Right>. yes <laughs> And that, so that's kind of the thing. And everyone will do that with themselves at some point, right? And I think that's where, when you're DIYing your recovery, that's one of the, the biggest challenges. And that is why I wanted to make the PSA, right? You are going to feel like, um, you know, you're doing everything and it's not working. And actually, um, it's just a matter of waiting sometimes, of consistency and waiting. And we see this in the data when we look at like, the chart and the symptoms and how you're feeling and, and we feel super confident right when we kind of go through the checklist of behaviors and what you're doing that it's a matter of time well I think it's strategic waiting I definitely want to address the difference between of like in denial and not really changing anything and then just hoping something pops up and having a coach and trusting them and being that it's Danny and I, <laughs> their coaches, we're going to explain to you why it's never just like, Oh, just wait. It is always like, I know that we dive into, this is your chart. This is what it's saying. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I think is going to happen. This is why we should hold here. So I think it's a strategic waiting rather than like, I'm the unicorn. I don't have to make any changes type of waiting. Yeah. We well, should- it is nuanced. It is like, uh, there are yes. people who, Oh my gosh. Yes. There are there are those of us, which is, I think is all of us, honestly, who we're at the boundary where like, we don't want to change anything else. Mm. You know, we don't want to do more. And so we're like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to hold here, like you're saying, but you kind of, you need to balance that with, no, I know I'm, I know I'm doing enough, right? It's only been four weeks, not mm. actually that much in the grand scheme of things. Um, I'm going to be consistent and, but definitely the hardest thing with doing it yourself is just like, am I, am I being biased? You know, 
am I, is there, am I bringing something else into this? And this is where it can be helpful to communicate, right? And this is where like your partner can come in and you can just sit down and you talk about it out loud, right? Because it's hard to hide the truth um, sometimes. And if, if your partner is clever, right? At this stuff, <laughs> right? Like clued in on, on this kind of like psychology, you know, ask, give them permission to call you out on what you're saying first and foremost, right? Like I'm going to share my perspective on this and I'd love your help. I'm seeing like, if this makes sense, um, don't be afraid. I won't bite your head off and kind of say out loud, you know, I'm trying these things and I'm worried about this, or I'm wondering if it's been long enough or if I'm doing enough here, there, here and there. And just sort of talk about it out loud, right? Like you're not looking for their permission because they don't necessarily know. But I think it's important to talk about it with someone because it just helps you kind of get clarity on the situation and perspective and realize whether or not for yourself, like you are, you have given it enough time to work or you are actually not that stressed. Like maybe you really are. And I find a lot of our conversations and why this P- um, PSA came up for me today was like, um, you know, we, we, have a, we have a pretty high baseline for stress, for example, you know, but I don't feel, you know, I've got a lot going on, but I'm not like upset about it or, um, you know, it kind of feeling that everyone's experiencing this level of stress and busyness. And so we're normalizing the baseline. Um, and so just check, just checking in on that stuff, right? Like, are you, are you really doing all you can do? And if you are, is your perception of it accurate? And have you given enough time to let it work and are you certain that you're um not bringing any like biases in and not willing to do do more and using the whole let's just wait and see as an excuse it's a fine oh my gosh it's such a fine line but um I have a perfect example I have this client she's been so um willing to make all the changes that I've ever asked of her ever and now she and I just like giggle like whenever like we like look at her food view and I'm like yes girl I love that you added some cheese don't like I was like like what did you do sprinkle I was like hold on are you are you running out of cheese is this why it's just a sprinkle and so we have this beautiful like relationship back and forth where you know like I can you know what I mean kind of joke with her and and, like we laugh about it just because we've been in it for a while now right but she's never fought me on any of it anyways we just had a session and I was like honestly you're doing amazing your graph is already improving. Your temperatures are already like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you're doing the thing. I just need us to keep going. And I just looked at her chart and sure enough, she ovulated right to where I'm like, it's just, it's strategic waiting whenever you've made the changes. Right. Yes. So it's like, it's not like you have to earn the, the right to wait, but you do have to have a certain place, certain things in place. We have to make certain changes. We have to flush out, you know, um, core lies that are holding us back or secret like 
things that were hiding behind. So with her, it was just so beautiful because she, I mean, she went from being vegan, vegan, clean eating to now, I think she would even say that she still eats really clean. And so we just kind of had a really big um, session about that. I was like, okay, I get why you you know, like I asked her, why do you think you first started clean eating? You know what I mean? Like what was like the original intent behind it? Right. And, or like, you know, vegan. And so for her, it wasn't so much of a moral thing. It was like, it was just really easy to hide my eating disorder behind it. Cause nobody knew, like everyone knew like, don't, don't offer me this cut because I don't eat it. So where the clean eating did have a point, it does have some value, but then I was like, but right now, are we actually honoring that value or is it getting in the way of your actual goal of health? Anyway, long story short, it was a great conversation, but she's made all these changes. And so we were talking about this one last change, boom, ovulation. And so it's just, it's just beautiful to see waiting work once changes have been made. Mm-hmm. And I know I kind of like waffled on about all that, but I, yeah, I know it's a great session. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of this doesn't make sense to people Um, but yeah and so then the next the next piece of it too is um is small rocks I feel like right so that is when you're in that waiting that's when the small rocks are helpful to look at Mm -hmm. without obsession right so oftentimes we'll be in that space like you were talking about right where we've been doing this for a while our temperatures are looking pretty good. Um, we're even seeing some signs of hormonal activity, but you know, it's been like five weeks um, and it stayed the same. You know, at that point, I yeah, I believe there's a matter of waiting. And I believe um, it's also you should also always consider that there is it's possible to eat and rest enough to elicit hormonal activity, but not enough to actually ovulate and get Ugh. across the line. And the two, um, it's challenging, right? Because you're like, well, obviously something's happening. So, but, you know, but it doesn't, it's not like one or the other, nothing or everything. There is an in-between. And, you know, this is why we see periods slowly disappear. And this is why we see cycle parameters, um, like luteal phases not be long enough and things like that, because you can have enough, energy to have hormonal activity it doesn't mean you're going to get across the line and so this is where things like okay well is my blood sugar balanced enough you know am i is there a snack i could add in here to make sure frequency of food intake is there or my personal favorite is what are the stresses in my life that i've normalized and i um love and am always mind blown at how effective this strategy if you will even call it a strategy um is so we we sort of pick apart someone's life so this is a cool thing that you can do for yourself it's like pick it apart you know what does my day look like what does my ideal day like what what are parts of this day that have me feeling rushed or stressed what about my behaviors elicit like a negative feeling right like when I scroll on social media I actually don't feel that good but I keep doing it um and and so a big one a controversial a challenge difficult one for us tracking just is stressful to some people 
mm-hmm. feel like at any given time we have someone who's like, I just don't think I can temper it now. <laughs> like I've just, ah. Uh. And so we, yeah, like let's take a break from it. Um, or those who we're, we're focusing a lot on it, right? Like we're focusing a lot on the symptoms and waiting for symptoms of hormonal activity to pop up and scrutinizing our body for these signs that our period is coming. This is such a funny one. I think that, I don't know if you've had this, Ashley, but a number of times when I've like, we've talked about this and said, you know what, permission to stop thinking about it, you know, let me look at it or sure, let's take a break from looking at the data and let's just talk um, and check in. And I want you to just wake up in the morning and get out of bed and just relax. And I want you to not, um, you know, each time you go to the bathroom, take a second to take a breath and decide like I'm not going to uh, live or die by what I see in my underwear right now right and start working on that mental relaxation around the process of recovery and I've seen this work oh yeah well I mean so one of the things that I will talk with clients who are super stressed about it is like remember you're getting your cycle back to get your life back. And so what does it look like for you to start living that life now and just wait for your period to show up, right? Meaning that like, what is it like? So like you want food freedom, right? So what does it look like to live that life now? Like you want to like be more present, play with your kids, be with your friends, you know what I mean? Like go on random trips, do all the things, you know what I mean? Like, what does that look like now? Like start living that life now. And then, you know, and so I think that that's really, really important because even then I think that can get tricky too. Cause it's like, well, the life I want to live now is that I work out every single day. <laughs> I get that. I hear you, but that's probably not going to be helpful. So, so when we say that, it's really like, what are the things that are lacking due to your rigidity around food and exercise that you have not been able to live and that you want to live? Start living that now, right? This isn't live out all your impulses and obsessions. This is what has that taken from you and start living that now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So instead of tracking your body weight, we don't need to be tracking other things. Yeah. So I have, I have clients who don't temp because we're just not there yet. It's, it's just not realistic for them right now in the grand scheme of things. Like, honestly, if like they're having issues with eating, there's no point in temping unless they're like, I really don't think I need it anymore. Then I'm like, okay, then maybe we need some evidence from your body, but yeah that's just not the most important thing right now. The most important thing is to eat enough to start turning on any hormonal activity, right? So I think it's very individualized, but I think all of us can take that of like live the life that you want now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing all of the tracking isn't necessarily for everyone from day one, hundred percent. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah, like to what you were saying about live the life you want, that recovery becoming all-encompassing for people is just an issue. I think that your recovery, it needs to be a priority that runs in the background of your life, if that makes sense. 
where there are elements you're like these are the guidelines that I'm going to use like these are the actions I'm going to take this week and I'm going to leave it there right and I'm going to have a reflection point 100% right like how about every Wednesday when the episode is released you know is you <laughs> you take a walk or you relax with the with the podcast for example and then you sort of reflect on what you're doing make some next steps and be like we'll check back in on it on Wednesday go live and go live your life right like charting in general recovery or not should run in the background of people's lives it is a tool that you use you take your temperature you check your mucus and you get on with your day right and recovery is similar you eat your food you take it one meal at a time you go to the bathroom, you check your underwear, you put, you put them back on, you go about your day living the life you want to live. Yeah. And so I think the main theme is that like, that's why coaching is so important is, or just talking with somebody or have a yeah, therapist. Like, we're not like constantly trying to sell people on coaching. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, no, no, no. Having a, a set check-in point, you know, even that, that you decide that's why I was like if it's when the podcast comes out you know make it Wednesday morning like listen to the show yeah talk to your friend maybe this is a scheduled coffee and croissant time this is maybe you know a journaling time maybe this is talking with a therapist a counselor whatever it is but it's one of those things that if we don't address why you were trying to seek validation and worth from losing weight or the scale you're just going to transfer it to your temperatures and your mucus pattern yeah you have to it's going to be a straight transfer and Mm -hmm. so that has to be addressed we have to talk about that we have to unpack it we have to like rewire that or else recovery will be all-encompassing and it's not because recovery is it's because we haven't addressed the root yeah yeah you will transfer and so that's what happens right when when if you are someone who's catching yourself really caught up every day in when is this thing going to happen for me first of all you know that's okay this is something that's important to you so like we get it and that's fine but it's just a good sign to you to ask yourself a why you know why is this something I can't stop thinking about you know what is the missing piece here or what is the meaning that I'm applying to the fact that I'm um you know focused on this because Mm -hmm. and I think the way to figure that out too is like how do you feel each time you go to the bathroom and there's nothing there you know what's the emotion what's the what's Mm -hmm. the statement that you make right what does it mean about you and then like that's Cause it's probably very similar to how you felt every time you stepped on the scale, every time you didn't eat the perfect meal for your diet or something like that. Right. So we need to kind of dig into this and, and learn how to be neutral, how to be accepting, how to be chill <laughs> about, you know, all of these, these aspects and these parts of our life we can't because after recovery you're just going to transfer that onto the next thing whatever the next thing is for you right yeah so waiting is important waiting is essential after we've made changes and we're still open to making changes i think that line in the sand can really harm us when we're like 
this is like, I won't go any further than that. Because most of the time recovers on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of the time. It is on the other side of the thing that you don't want to do. Okay, do you want to answer a listener question? Yes, absolutely. Awesome, all right. I have a bunch of y'all. These have been coming in hot. I appreciate everyone and your messages. Let's see. Okay. But Emma Butler writes in, she says, hi, I'm a newcomer to your page. Um, to fight HA, I started regaining healthy weight in January and maintained it since around April to May, but still no sign of my period, libido, etc. I'm starting to get frustrated and wondering what more I could do. I have been honoring my body, cravings and hunger and learning to rest, but I'm losing hope. Any ideas? Yes. So one thing I say all the time and every single client that's ever recovered, um, I think will agree. It always takes more food than what you would ever imagine and or bet like your house on. Like I say that all the time. Like I would have, like, I was so, I felt so sure that I was eating enough that like, surely this should do the trick. And it wasn't enough and I had to push it. So um, I think that like, we all have this natural, like, okay, I've increased it. This is great. Woo. And um, it's always that extra push. And I think her next actionable step would be taking her temperature, even though I know that we were just talking about it, but just for biofeedback, because your temperatures are going to tell you whether you're eating enough. Is your estrogen stable? Um, are you having follicular waves? You know what I mean? Start charting your mucus pattern to see if they kind of line up with the uh, follicular waves. Like there's just so much um, that is probably left untapped. And if you're so frustrated that you're losing hope, I would definitely push for those next steps. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three 
phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. I can't hear you, babe. Yeah, I like this micro. You can't like see the button. Okay. I like that direction where it's like, okay, you are, you're doing all of those things. Um, so yeah, what, what are you putting in place to kind of know that they're working? Because, um, you know, if your metabolism is still low, that's a sign to us that, um, you know, that, that healthy weight that you say you've regained yourself to is what you believe that your healthy weight is. Mm-hmm. And is that based off any kind of evidence or is it actually just the weight like that you're willing to gain or the fact if you've gone from really lean to some kind of body fat percentage you're gonna feel like you've gained an incredible amount of weight but that's not necessarily reality so you know what what evidence do you have that you've gained enough and I think in this community too it's very um likely really that what you think is a lot of weight isn't you know because people will say like I've gained 50 pounds you know and it's like well not all 50 of that is excess body weight right like a percentage of that is required body weight um so yeah like you're you know you're really taking like the whole number and demonizing this like this number just it just isn't um it's just like that verbiage right just I'm at a healthy weight like how do you know so you know what's interesting is that and like you and I share this all the time is that you and I were at a quote-unquote healthy weight whenever we developed HA Uh, yeah you know what I mean so I say so like I like to bring this up and not that I'm pumped that I went through it, but I think without this ex- this experience, I wouldn't be able to s- speak to it. But like, I was 135 pounds, but I was at like 13% body fat. So that's why most people did not think that I had HA is because you, because when you saw my intake form, they were like, oh, there's no way. Like she's not. That's 61 kilos. Yeah. I mean, mind you, but like, I think like you and I were talking about how like we used to do weight, weight. Yeah. So, you know, like okay. I had dropped from a 75 kilo class to, to like six, you know, huge weight drop, huge weight, drop. huge weight drop. And so even, so my whole point to that is, is that I also had a client say, well, I am at this weight. I'm at 120 pounds. Therefore I think my weight is fine. Oh, and I'm like, time. I 
totally get that you may think and feel that. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, but what I'm saying is you still may not be at the place where your body deems is your normal. And we don't get to choose that. Meaning that if I would have dug my heels in the sand and be like, no, 135 is a normal weight. I should be able to live at this weight and have my cycle. I would have never gotten my cycle back. Just because that's just how my body is. Like, and I realize that I'm not the only one, especially in the HA community, that probably rolls that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. So you're probably what you think is normal. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but what I'm saying is your body currently does not agree. Yeah, like, you know, that's a normal weight for you based on what? societal standards. Exactly. Like, uh, and based on, you know, context of I used to be this, now I'm this. And yes, there's a difference, right? Yes. But if you remove that context, okay, if you remove like, I know what I used to be and I know, you know, and I know how I feel about it. If you remove that and you come to me and you say, Danny, I'm like five foot five and I'm 55 kilos and I've gained like 30 pounds to get here. Like, where's my period? All I'm hearing is you're five foot five and 55 yeah, still pretty, like, that could be considered still pretty lean, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. it's not what you think. I mean, I mean, that's my whole point was that at 135, I was still too lean. Totally. At, you know what I mean? And so a lot of people would be like 135, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? You know, this yeah. focus on numbers when it comes to the body is actually crazy. It's like, this is a part of the GD issue, right? It's yes. that it's like we're coming and we're trying to put a mathematical equation on an artistic modality that like is entirely interpreted to an individual. It actually doesn't work. This isn't building a house with exact measurements and blueprints. It's not, it's a lot more fluid and flexible than that. And numbers are just something that we use because we are so complex that there is no unit of measurement that can be used for each person. You know, it's like, we're actually trying to apply math mm. to something that math doesn't actually work with. Yeah. And so the biggest example of that is the BMI scale, because I just typed mine in and, um, well, not now, but when, but like at that weight, you know what I mean? I put in my BMI and it was of 23. And so you'll hear so many practitioners and people be like, you just need to be above 20. You just need, you know what I mean? Those types of things. And I was like, no, like, so my weight quote unquote was normal. My BMI was normal, healthy. I, you know, like I was praised everywhere I went, but that's not where my body was ever going to cycle at. Did it cycle there before? Yeah, when I was in high school, but that cannot be our standard, right? You know what I mean? So I think it's just really interesting that that's what you were saying is like, you no, know, like we can't just type these things in and have this mathematical equation and then produce a certain result. Just like the nutrition calculators will always be too low for anyone recovering an HA. So that's a whole other thing, but that's a whole other tangent. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. And this is why, you know, blood tests have such huge uh, ranges, right. Of, of normal. And there's your pathological, like you could be pathologically, you know, low or functionally low. And like, 
and your pathological low or your functional low like could be different to mine you mm-hmm. know by some it's just it's so much more of an art I think than yeah. we give it credit for so much so one other thing just because I'm gonna like drive this home so in my recovery I was like okay I just need to gain 10 pounds and that'll be enough right so with me gaining 10 pounds that put me in the overweight section of BMI you know what I mean so I think so again like you cannot mathematical like equation this out like this is not something that we can put in a calculator and get guidance and direction from you know what I mean really and truly I think that's why we're so like you and I do enjoy temping is because it's your own body's feedback back to yourself Hmm. opposed to typing it in a calculator yeah you know I hope with this episode what people take away from it is just like what are you what are you holding on what metrics you holding on to that maybe you could be more flexible towards that's kind of like I feel like that's the theme here you know is it is it the time this is taking is it the weight you've had to gain is it the the lab tests are saying this and so I'm confused like what are you holding on to that you could bring a little bit more like maybe this is my unique variant yeah. I need to figure out for myself well definitely because I think if we sit here and we hold on to well this calculator says I'm obese or this calculator says I'm overweight there's no reason you know what I mean then it's like if okay let's hold on to this to this calculator that actually isn't even accurate even though the medical community uses it and you can, but like, there's two things, like, this is what I say all the time. You can have one of two things. You can hold on to this arbitrary number from a calculator that actually doesn't serve a purpose and it's really outdated, or you can have your cycle, but you're not going to have both. And so you really have to pick and choose. And so the other night I was talking to, to, to that client, it's like, we could get pregnant or we can hold on to this life of clean eating. But right now in this season, like us avoiding um, anything that's like made in general or pre-made in general or like a treat, like, like, yes, you can have a life without treats or you can get pregnant right now. Not saying that you have to have treats, but for her, that's the last thing, right? It's the last thing that she's holding on to in general, right? And so it's like, maybe... In a couple of years, you can have both, but right now, here are the options. And I don't think that you want to hold on to one over the other. I think one is way more important to you. Hmm. Yeah. This is this makes me think of like this determination that mm-hmm. we sometimes get that I can have both. Oh. Like, and and I I get it right because it's, yes. it's actually not it's actually intuitive because of the narrative that we've been fed right which is you can be um you can have an amazing career be the perfect wife be the perfect daughter have the perfect body be the perfect mother like and and if you are good and if you work hard you should be able to have them all and standard um you know standard human default right 
is that you are um, lean and fit and operating at a high level at all times, right? Like that's, we, we have this belief that that's our default and that we can do all of these things if we just hack um, our, you know, biology enough. And that's where we have to do like some relearning here or it's like, no, actually you go through these like seasons and there's different priorities and you choose something and something else gets put on the back burner, right? So if you're choosing recovery, if you're choosing fertility, if you're trying to get pregnant, right, you are not now in a season of um, over-exercise and losing weight. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, the two don't go together. You're at a choice point. And I'm sorry, you know, because I know just like I was that you've been told you can have both. And if you do, you're like worthy, right? And so you should strive for that. I know that you've been told that and so it's very confusing and you feel like you should be able to like, um, say, Hey, I want to be a clean eating vegan and get pregnant. So can you like <laughs> help, can you help me figure out how I do that? And actually we probably can't, like, if you came to me and said like, this is it, I'd be like, okay, well, we'll try this and that, but there's a possibility that this is the best you're going to feel as a clean, a clean eating vegan. And you may not it may not work and there's not some infinite amount of paths that we can take to try and make it work totally like right now you're in a season of healing so you don't get to have everything and I know that's so harsh right but that's like if like your foot was broken you don't get to do everything And nobody thinks that's crazy. No one's offended at that. They get it. But whenever, you know, like we bring this up and I mean, like I get offended just saying it, (laughs) you know what I mean? But to say that to somebody like, no, um, right now, the biggest alligator that's closest to the boat is that you don't have any estrogen flowing through your body due to a lack of intake. That is the biggest estrogen. So, so one of the things that like we were talking about is I totally agree that oils are weird. The oils that are used in products are weird. I get it. Like I get weirded out about it. I don't go to great lengths about it, but it does. I mean, I am kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like truthfully, like I was so real with her. I was like, I was like, I get it. I like, relate to you. Yeah, I would like, like to, you know, avoid palm oil if I can. Yeah. You're like, like, that's not a crazy request. That's not a crazy goal. But if it leads to the fact that now you are so under eating that you don't have a cycle and you don't have estrogen and progesterone outside of what's being produced by your adrenals, the palm oil is not your biggest like issue. Yeah. Because we not unable to get you to eat enough. Yes. Whole foods wise, or, you know, there is something psychological that is based right? That is stressing you out based on the fear. We need, we need to resolve. We need to address it. So, so that was my whole point. I was like, I get, I get how you feel about these. There's a nugget of truth in every issue. Totally. That's exactly what I said. I said, you're right. But right now, I actually don't think that that's our, that's the biggest risk to your health. The biggest risk to your health is that you haven't ovulated in this many years. And the biggest risk to your dreams is that you want to get pregnant like yesterday 
so I get what you're saying and I get your intention and I know why you started this way, but I don't think it's working out the way that you wanted it to work out. So while I'm not saying go and consume a large amount of palm oil, my, my like suggestions were one, let's find a bakery that bakes without it and order some treats. Cause that's just a fear thing for her, right? It's just kind of more of a fear thing. So don't read into me that I'm saying that you have to eat treats to recover. I'm just saying, if it's a fear thing, you should look into it. <laughs> so for her, we're looking into it. I was like, one, we either find a bakery that, you know, like you can order from so that it's done. You're busy. I get it Two, We bake something at home that you feel comfortable with to help you get in these calories or three, we find something that you feel comfortable with in general. You know what I mean? Like, like, like here's our options, but we, one, we need to address this Two, you need more calories and three, like there is still a way around this because the other thing that I wanted to get to her, like get her thinking was, do you associate clean eating with no treats ever? Is it just about the palm oil or is it that you never eat anything sweet or a treat at all? You know what I mean? So it's twofold. So it's great. Anyways, we're working through it. And, and like, I just love the fact that like, there was a nugget of truth, like, and, and like, we can't just disregard it and call somebody like crazy or that they're not compliant or that they don't want to like recover just because, you know, yeah, they're like, there's no point in shaming somebody is my, you know, my thing. Like, there, yeah. There's no absolute, there's no shame in any of it. No, there's like actually so straight up there is not an iota of embarrassment that should exist around this at any right. no matter how you figured out you have this problem whether you've been trying to get your period back for five years or 10 years and like you're struggling to make those changes like no we talk at least we do we yeah. totally get it yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Wow. It's so, it's just so, it's so yeah. deeply ingrained and it's such an easy pathway for your brain, like thought process for your brain to take that you actually have to work really hard to sit down and be like, wait, what's actually going on here? What's actually the problem? Yeah. So- that could take a really long ass time and you could do it and then forget and have to do it again about 20 times. And that's or 200 times. That's all a part of the process of rewiring your belief patterns around these things. If you have been afraid of a certain food or afraid of weight gain or whatever for a long time, it's going to take a long time to get out of it as well. So there is no shame is totally freaking understandable oh my gosh yes oh anyways I just love it I love it because now like I'm seeing her win and we're busting through these things and it just took time took time yeah it does it does take time so any of you stuck you feel like you've been stuck on the same annoying behavior right like oh but I still can't stop tracking my steps ah um you know mad compassion yeah 100 percent. like it makes sense you've been doing it for a long time you've held on to certain 
um, thoughts, beliefs, and like physical emotions and, and experiences that come from hitting your step count every day, for example. Um, and those are really hard to undo. This is just your um, pep talk this week, right? That um, you have you have permission to look at it through a, you know through a microscope at why. And you have permission to try and fail and try and fail over again until you start to like string together more days where you're taking less steps or tracking less calories, right? Like that's, that's the process. That's literally how it works. Is you like know what? Keep trying. Because you know what the other thing is, and I know that we're trying to wrap this up and I get yeah. it. <laughs> you're like, Ashley, stop. The answer wrap it up. Uh, going into hour two no I'm kidding um (laughs) is that like the reason why it's worth like so like I love it when people like recover quickly I mean who doesn't enjoy a good emotional roller coaster right but I am so involved in this being a lifestyle change that if it takes you nine months I am like, I want to walk that out with you because I know it's going to pay dividends to your future life. Like, like we're just investing more in just, not just in you ovulating, although that is the big golden egg, right? But investing in the fact that like, these are lifestyle habit transformations. Like this is a transformation moment for you if you're willing to take it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that is worth the work oh my gosh this is making me think that we need to tell when this is a perfect insertion point <laughs> guys for you to consider joining our restore program that starts in january the second mm, yes. because this is the this is the stuff we're working through right in the live classes but when we talk about like well what is a thing for you how do we talk this out right so each um each person so you join the group program there's also a one-on-one aspect where everyone gets to have a call with either Ashley or myself and we can dig into this thing right so if you spend the time now or through the process of the course figuring out like what are my biggest challenges that I need help with we will help you with that in the program both in the live classes and in the one-on-one sessions and in the one-on-one email check-ins that we work on so I think that if this episode resonates a lot with you um get on the wait list because this is that the program is literally it's not just like oh my gosh you, here's how to eat more food and no it's here's how to re-establish and rewire and even figure out the blind spots and the things that are the most challenging for you, we're going to bring them to the surface and work through them with you. So this, if this topic resonates, go there, bajsociety.com forward slash restore. Join that wait list because um, yeah. it's life-changing. Yeah, we want to invest in you. So let's do it. <laughs> okay, this was awesome. Guys, thank you. If you have questions you want to submit, please hit us up on Instagram at the HA podcast and we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. <laughs> hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about temp drop as a 
fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code afha society i think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, afha society at the checkout that will work too so happy temping and good luck this episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, 
you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.